0: Before we start today's episode, a bit of housekeeping for all those listeners out there. Whichever your podcast listening platform of choice, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify, reviews can make a huge impact. Not only do we value your feedback, which can help us create better content, it will also help others discover the podcast. So spread the love and leave a review if you've got a minute. And with that, On with today's show. So I'm the Reverend Dr. Jenny McKay, veterinarian, minister in secular employment, environmentalist, activist and self-confessed cat junkie. But believe it or not, I have never super glued my fingers together trying to fix a donkey. (laughs) Someone who has is my guest, Reverend Jackie Tyson, a.k.a. Jackie T. So hello, Jackie hello Jenny yes
1: not not one of my um, stellar moments <laughs> um and then when I stuck when I stuck the donkey together I discovered that um the the face was missing oh. so <laughs> but never mind and I did uh, thankfully for the enormous amount of um, carol services and home stuff I had going on
0: managed to unstick my fingers from the donkey Good. And you didn't lose too much skin on your fingers, I hope. Not too much, no. (laughs) No. So can you first tell us if the Russian doll nativity was saved or did Phoebe get her teeth into any more of the figures?
1: No, she didn't. Um, It was a bit of a a partnership because what actually happened was um, the cat knocked the donkey from the shelf and phoebe then took advantage of the situation <laughs> um so i took so i took measures to make sure it didn't happen again
0: good good i'm very pleased <laughs> and apart from that donkey incident and some trouble making craft angels did you all rent dogs and cats have a, have a nice christmas yes it
1: was it was really, really good. A marked contrast, I'm sure you'll recognise it, Jenny, between um, the, the the busyness of of church. I mean, we had practically wall, you know, wall to wall carol services from from the first week in December all the way through. And my last service was um, a fabulous, noisy, no oranges were harmed, Christingle service Wonderful. on Christmas Eve um and the actual christmas day when i was um I, I didn't work you know i didn't take a service on christmas it was was very quiet and very relaxed mm. and very peaceful and um and family orientated so it was um it was nice to have a a quiet christmas after the absolute busyness of of advent and having literally hundreds of people through the doors
0: yes absolutely i I don't know about you but a lot of people in our church ministry team were coming down with this awful lurgy so we had quite a few sickness and more things to pick up as well yes
1: yeah yeah there's been there's been a lot of illness um a, a lot of viral stuff going around certainly our clergy and our Congregation, But we're, we're also we're sort of in vacancy at the moment. Our new canon provost um, is, is coming in April. So we're a bit of um, a skeleton, you know, yeah, that's a, a s- skeleton
0: clergy. <laughs> yeah. you, have a lot, you have a lot to manage. A lot to manage there. So, yeah, having a lovely, peaceful Christmas day and a few days afterwards was probably probably it really and now you're back into the swing of things again
1: yes yeah it was it was um it was a nice peaceful time for me um and i mean i know i'm fortunate in that um i didn't have to take any services between christmas eve and new year's day um
0: so that was um so that was nice yeah good good but it was plenty of time, I see, to get some festive bow ties made for Phoebe and Hilda. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, my two dogs, Hilda and Phoebe.
1: And um, the, the, the photograph is somewhere around Christmas on my um, Twitter account, So X account, sorry. Yeah. I know, I keep saying Twitter as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you'll see by their expressions how absolutely thrilled they were <laughs> to, be, to be sitting under a Christmas tree wearing big red bows. <laughs> but but uh, last week, um, uh, the daughter of a friend of mine actually made Phoebe um, a rainbow bow tie. Oh. Um, I haven't posted that photograph on X yet because I've had about three weeks off and a, a bit of a okay. bit of a self bit of a self care break. Um, but that's really good. So so when we have our open table anniversary on the eleventh hmm, hmm, of February um phoebe will come and she'll have a rainbow bow tie on so that
0: nice. oh lovely you, you're you going to love it. if i put it on twitter i got this round color for one of our cats and it's a rainbow one yes. um yeah so that's for my big cat poppy. cats cats don't really like wearing these things but it, it's very very cute so yeah <laughs> i'll put one of mine out as well so Jackie can you tell me about your your journey into priesthood have you always been in touch with your spiritual side or is it something that developed in
1: Oh uh, no I strenuously for a very large part of my life I like to um avoid it if if I'm honest and um always ha- always believed in God but never really thought formally about it um principally um because, um, so my mum was, was a, a devout member of the church when I was a little girl. I you remember going to Sunday school and stuff when I was very small. Um, unfortunately, my parents divorced when I was quite young and they, they essentially um, shunned her. Okay. So um, she was um, kind of thrown out of the church. Really? And it was the Church of England church as well. Oh, I was just going to ask, which church? I mean, I think it wasn't, I think, you know, um, rather than being physically ejected, I think it was just made clear that as a, mm. a you know, separated or divorced woman that, that she wasn't welcome anymore. And she um, the she didn't, so that was when I was about six or seven, which is a long time oh, ago. Very, very young, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a, she didn't actually take communion again until I was ordained, right? Right. So that like for fifty years very very traumatic for her. Fifty yeah. years and a kind oh. of I mean yeah, Remember I mean, she didn't bad mouth the church at all, but I, but I just had this residual thing of of church not being a safe place. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So and uh, yeah. And then um, <laughs> so what happened was um my son, uh, Brent, who used to have a, a Twitter account Twitter account and was quite kind of quite Twitter famous. Um when he was a teenager, um he um, he joined Scouts and the local scouts was at the church.
0: Right.
1: And I took him and the scout leader was very good and we discussed my Brent has um, Down syndrome, and uh, we I discussed with the, the scout leader what Brent needed and if they thought he could, and 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 he anyway, went and it was great. And they had a church parade, and the scout leader, who's a very nice man, and and it all came from a good place. Uh, which sadly, this kind of thing sometimes does. Said, well, we you we like we we kind of make church parade compulsory, but it's all right. He doesn't have to come,
0: oh, right?
1: And I thought, oh, does he not? Does he? Does he not have to come, right? And so, of course, made sure uh, religiously, ha ha, that he was at every church parade, that every church parade that they had, every church event, and um, I, I don't know. I suppose, um, and the the church was. Um, not a church where you would immediately expect to find a tattooed working-class woman with bright red hair and, and you know, Brent uh, being, having Down syndrome being incredibly stylish and handsome. They, uh, they, the vicar they noticed us. And um, yes, when we kept coming back and spoke to us and, and gave me a leaflet, never trust an Anglican vicar with a leaflet. <laughs> and it sort of ruled... Uh, rolled on in a in a very yeah. short space of time. So within mm-hmm. from practice from from going to no kind of formal faith or religious education or anything like that. Within the space of uh, nine years, I was ordained. <laughs> <laughs> if you need if you need evidence of God having a sense of humour, or indeed, or indeed God, you know um, the um, the sometimes strange. What a piece strange of, um method of God's time and that's um Yes. That 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 was it. And uh, your poor mum was <laughs> just was like well, I'm glad you found the church, but don't get too involved. And then uh, oh, did she? <laughs> which which I mean, you know, in, in my heart I can see why. Um and then um but she'd always thought it was a pity I didn't have a degree. Because I, you know, could we, I, you, I, I don't know how you didn't end up with a degree because you know you're in a, you the you, you like the brains of the family and, and and stuff. And one of the things I did, actually end up not only with a degree but with an honors degree in um, theology and mission. Wonderful. So she was quite pleased about I that. I bet
0: she was. I'm sure she was <laughs> very, very proud. She was. Yeah. 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 Do you have any siblings, Jackie? um i have um an older
1: brother who uh, sadly died at the beginning of the um covid right pandemic and um a younger sister who sadly died in 2014 after a long illness um and i have a sister who is um, also younger than me, who's just come back from a three-week holiday and cruise to um, New York and the Bahamas. So I'm very jealous. I I think I would say that we don't, um, family-wise and work-wise, so we don't see a massive amount of each other, but we, we click into that really lovely familiarity with you know it's, it's it's almost like the mark of a of, of like either you know strong family ties or strong friendships where you can just not see each other for ages and then when you're together it's, it's like you've never been
0: it's like you've never been a never been apart yeah that's that's wonderful isn't it yeah 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 you're right so we had um the reverend um some people will know, are at Katie Tupp from Disability and Jesus on the podcast last year. Yes. Can you tell me a bit about your involvement with, with that project and how important these kinds of inclusive communities are for Brent and yourself?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think um, the the first thing to say is I think that, um, com- you know, communities um, that... that um, support and represent diversity are massively important you know where it's in the whether it's in the in the sort of field of um, disability awareness or uh, racial awareness mm-hmm. or the complexities of um, sexuality and gender identity the 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 complexities of diversity and um, how how representation Really matters. I mean, I we've um, so for instance, um, Katie and Bill, who who run the you know the disability in Jesus services. We we met them online. I think because at one point um, when Brent's first Twitter account, he had over twenty. He ended up with over twenty thousand followers, and interestingly enough, ten thousand of them came when i put a picture on you know with because because i supported him in his, his account but he went to pick up a takeaway by himself and 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 in one way it was lovely because it was a real celebration of independence and and and, and stuff for him and it decided to be you know deserved to be celebrated but i was just quite kind of a little bit struck by the fact that people Seemed really surprised that somebody with a an disability could do much of anything. I, I don't know if I don't know if I'm in, I'm doing a disservice to the the people who sort of followed Brent, but but the one of the most important things about the the stuff that Katie and Bill do and the the stuff that other people do in you know representing all forms of diversity is actually just to say well um people are people are people so so with for, with brent for instance and i've got to say yes i've got a son a son and he's in his 30s and um he's a professional dancer and um he, he's worked in a calf and he's got a, a girlfriend and um he's very interested in um he, he loves to swim he's very interested in um uh, vintage British comedy. I don't know where he got that from, but it is. And none of that has got anything to do with the fact that he has Down syndrome.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So, so he's hes the man trying to live the best life he can, and the extra chromosome, it informs, you know, it sort of informs how he lives. Yes. Um, but But it doesn't define him as a human being. Yes, and and I think it's the same. I mean, I see, um, um, I do much less on X than than I used to do on Twitter because I think it it it's a bit of a pit. So, you know, it gets I, I think, it gets quite nasty, doesn't it? It does, and I think, oh, that's it. I've had enough. I, I, I can't bear this. But at the same time, and I have colleagues and friends who are absolutely respected choices who've left for that reason. But it's one of the reasons I feel like I need to stay. Mm. Just you know, like like a one light shining in the dark. Yes, yeah. Although I'm very well aware, you know, other theologies are available. I'm very well aware that I'm not everybody's light, and and I've had, uh, you know. Um, touch wood not recently but in the past I've been absolutely hammered on more than one occasion for um for challenging stuff let's
0: they challenging the stuff yeah they call they call that woke now don't they yeah sometimes I don't know what woke is is it just going against status quo <laughs> well no I'm actually interested in the way that the you
1: know so if you if it's my understanding you know uh, you know I'm I mean I I'm not trying to sort of culturally appropriate it, but my understanding of woke is that you are aware of the diversity mm-hmm. within humanity and you're aware of what goes on around you and you try to have regard for people's feelings and um, not apply strict binaries to everything so somebody's in and somebody's out. Yes. And, and I, I
0: think... That's quite nice. That is quite nice. That is how the world should be, really. Yeah. It's it's quite Jesus y, actually, yeah. isn't isn't it? Um
1: Yeah. But yes, it is. Some but it, 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 for some people it's become an insult as if, oh well, you're woke. And my response is, Oh, thanks very much. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I think I've come to that conclusion as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll very happily be woke. Um, but all all of this around the, the D and J stuff was that um uh, Katie actually I can't remember if it was Katie or Bill uh, messaged and said would Brent like to record well, you know would mean Brent like to record the, the 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 Lord's prayer which we were very um happy to do so and several years later you know um it's, it's still being used and I it's think been used for... I think it's lovely, you know. And I think the other part of of that is that actually, you know, like Brent's not daft. He knows he's got Down syndrome. He knows he's different. He knows he's learned um, that sometimes people are going to um, stare at him or or say stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 able to say to me, um, which I'm really glad <laughs> on the bus quite. That man's staring at me, and I don't like it um to which I say, well, I don't blame your son because <laughs> I don't like being stared at either yeah um so he he sort of um she so does quite well but but it's representation isn't it it is so brent I mean this last few years before for um particularly people with learning dis- uh people with down syndrome but but you know people with with other um genetic conditions or disabilities is that um so my granddaughter who's autistic sees autistic people on the telly doing stuff right um the i've spoken to uh members of the lgb young, you know younger members of the lgbtqia plus community who have app who absolutely so a couple of years ago when um Oh, what he called John, 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 something off break off. He was on Strictly Come Dancing. He danced with Johannes Rademeyer, and it was absolutely so. You know, so imagine if you've never had any representation. Yes,
0: yes, it is. That is wonderful. And there was um, a lady who had hearing impairment as well. That's right. Yes,
1: she. Yes, yeah. Interestingly enough, I was in town with Brent and my youngest granddaughter today, she's uh, 16 months, so she's like in the hooligan toddler stage. (laughs) And um, she absolutely, she loves Uncle Brent. He's a favourite person. (laughs) So we were walking, um, because she is walking now, and I think the more practice she gets, the better. And we walked into a shop and there was a, a man and a woman stopped us and said, that, that's that's like lovely to see, and I went, oh, thanks very much. And the woman said, she said, we have a a son who has Down syndrome, and we've just had our first grandson. And actually, because I'd said I'd said to me, I said that's some first class uncling going on, isn't it? And they said it, it just really makes us hopeful. And I said, well, you know, everybody's different, but I can tell you actually that for my all my of I've, I've got four grandchildren that for every one of them uncle brent has been a safe place and a safe person yes yep. and it's again it's it's i seem to be saying representation a lot but you know what i mean i'm sure
0: <laughs> i do and it's yeah it's just been out there about there in the communities being with people doing your normal things and and people seeing that that's interesting that
1: you that you say that because for me um both as a as a priest and of the as a parent of um a, a child with a visible disability um the the being out there it's present isn't it so so um i'm so i don't drive so i use a lot of buses um oh right okay And um, I also, um, I mean, if anybody listening doesn't know what I look like, you know, look look on my Twitter profile. But I I don't look what a lot, I don't look like what a lot of people think of as a traditional vicar, which is, I mean, you know, and and this is, I know, Mm. you know, basically old male and posh. Yeah, yeah. So seeing somebody like seeing somebody like me on the bus, yes, wearing a dog collar. I had some amazing, amazing conversation. Somebody said on the bus, um, actually it was a young man who was um, apparently quite vulnerable. I don't know for certain, but I would have said that he had some, learning, some degree of learning disability. And he said, are you a vicar? I said, yes, I am. He went, can I ask you a question? And I went, yeah, of course you can. And he said, how soon after you die do you go to heaven? And I was like, "Whoa, God! Yes, (laughs) help! I'm not sure. Yes, (laughs) um, some help, please." So I said, "Why? What? What makes you ask?" And he said, "Well, my my auntie died, and my mum's a born again Christian, and she's really sad because she thinks my auntie won't go to heaven." And I said, "Well, I can tell you what I believe, and and I am a vicar." So what I believe is that God loves everybody. And what I believe is nobody knows what happens when you die. But I think that when you die, you stand before God. And you stand before a God who loves you. So I think that your auntie's going to be all right. And he went, can I tell me, ma'am? And I said, of course you can tell your ma'am. I said, but you have to remember... Not everybody thinks the same about these things, but you've asked me, yes, and you, you know, well done. You noticed I'm a SO, mm-hmm. and I, I still that was years ago, right? Right, and I still, you know, I still think that th- th- these, uh, these encounters exactly, yeah. And then I was in there, I was out again. Out, um, you'd have to shut me up because I've got so many. <laughs> to, to, in a in a charity shop, I'm a great charity shop. And this teenager came up came up and he went, Yeah, are you like a vicar? And I went, oh, yeah, indeed, I and he went, Nah. Uh, <laughs> what happens when you die like? And <laughs> I said, Well, the the, the the truth is really that nobody knows. Um but I think when you die, you die, you know, you were born loved by God and you die loved by God. And um, and I think, by and large, you know, we're all right with God when we're alive and we're all right with God. when. And I said, what makes you ask that? And he meant, I'm really frightened to die. And, and I went, well, I understand that, but, you know, try not to spend too much time thinking about what's going to happen when you die when you're so young and you've got so much life, you know, we just remember that God loves you. And that was just, I think because I've, I, because I'm uh, partly because I look how I do partly because I have a local accent because um, I'm, you know, I, 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 I mean, I am born and raised in Sunderland and and, and that's, that's where I minister or oh, can I tell you one more? Sorry. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, I got be because I'm quite bedded in the community and have been for a lot of years. And some places I was before I was ordained. So, so like, like there was a pagan at my ordination from one of the from from one of the craft groups I'm in. But that's a so someone asked if they could speak to me pastorally although they they um, they weren't a member of the congregation and I, and I knew them from a completely secular arena mm-hmm. and the question was um, from someone in an abusive marriage who said will I still be married to him when I die? Uh, right I can see where that's coming from yeah and she, and so she what she was feeling was if she couldn't get to a place where she would leave mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um she could bear it basically as long as it, it if she wasn't gonna stuck with him, be stuck with him yeah. for all eternity, yeah, and um with absolutely no hesitation at I, I told her, no. no you you and um quoted the passage. Where the you know the the um, Pharisees say you know the seven brothers, each of whom marry the woman oh, right. whose yes. whose wife will she be in eternity? And Jesus
0: that's
1: right um, says in 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 more polite language than this, "Don't be ridiculous. That's not what it's yeah, about. Don't
0: worry about that. Yeah, yeah. that's that. Yeah. Don't uh, worry about such but things. that
1: that kind of lady. and it's yeah. such a privilege to mm-hmm. to me that the enormous I feel. I feel it as a privilege, and sometimes as as a honestly, is it? It's a massive responsibility when people ask you this, ask you stuff, because you yes. you know you're either in the right place or at the right time, or you sound like them, or they know you, you've got a common yes. interest, or um, the part of your congregation Now, people um, trust you with these really deep and and yes. personal conversation you. but why why would we not as well i mean any christian but i think particularly as a priest why would we not answer informed by love yes that is a key message from the bible isn't it to love one another well it it is and and people and, and you know this like um i don't know I, Love the sinner, hate the sin stuff. I think no, oh, you yeah, know, you know, I'm too busy hating my own sin, I'm 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 not gonna hate any. I'm not gonna hate anybody else's sin. Um particularly I mean it's used quite a lot in the um the area of the debate around sexuality and I think like how how dare you? how dare you say you're speaking in love when you are actually you know the church is in the process of almost debating people's right to exist yes. as they were
0: made. Yes, yes, I find it almost quite offensive that we're actually having these discussions in in the church groups because there is nowhere else out there in in the community that you would be allowed to have those sorts of conversations. The thing that you know you the.
1: The, the ongoing thing, the um living in love and faith, right now, I'm a very very strong straight ally, as you, you can probably yeah. tell, but I have colleagues and 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 friends, right, who are actually being in, you know, they've been invited to participate in a process that's debating their right. Yes, to exist and yes. their right to this sacrament of of blessing or yeah. or or marriage and I've read the scriptures you know i've i've,
0: I've yeah um i haven't seen anything myself <laughs> that supports the view that same-sex couples that we are who we are aren't we everybody is there to be loved and why shouldn't they be blessed or married as we are there's no point saying this is an inclusive church if you say you're welcome to come to church you can come and take communion you can be baptized but i'm sorry
1: yes well it's, but, but yes the sea is lovely and warm but you can only come up to your knees yes exactly yes you exactly. can contribute and we'll back and we you know we're baptizing and stuff like that but uh, no you can't have a position of authority and we can't marry or bless you Although that that's more I mean I know within the Church of England um that we you know we're in I, I don't like to think about the cost but i I know that we're in the position that we have openly gay and trans clergy um, but what what gets me is like why why are we not cherishing them yeah. rather yeah, yeah. rather than um them and I had I mean, I, somebody reported somebody reported me to the Archbishop of Canterbury.
0: What well, for your for your inclusive views, Jackie?
1: Well, because when um, when the open table uh, we found an open table in our church, and um, and I used the um, progress flag. Um, on on put it on the front of the altar. Okay, yeah. So, so it sort of, so it sort of hung, and I just did that because I thought, well, why, why would you not in an inclusive safe space into mm-hmm. the And that was one of the real balance, absolute. I mean, I got um, um, was that at the
0: synod, um, Jackie, that you hung your that you hung that?
1: It was in it was in the church where I serve. And it okay. was because I know it's a sensitive issue. it was with the full agreement of the the Pcc and 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 the other clergy that we joined open table and that we um you know that we with that we sort of did that. And I put the picture on Twitter as it was, and it absolutely blew up, and people screenshotted a picture of me and a picture of the thing and and it was, you know, like look at this state of that, and I was getting messages that said, "Well, I look forward to watching you burn in hell." Oh, I
0: To which I thought, to it? which I
1: thought, "Well, I'll be, I'll be happy to see you there." <laughs> uh, and and to the point of and and even a couple, I mean, quite unhinged ones, but like death threats. You know, there was stuff I was getting. I was reporting. I was reporting to the police, and the the. The vehemence and the ah, the, the hate yes. behind it, I kind of mm. couldn't,
0: I can't quite understand that. Yeah, um, the level, the level I know of, yeah, as you say, the vehemence and, and hateful comments. It's disturbing, isn't it? People can be so nasty and hurtful.
1: I, f- I think so but it's like how can you sort of how can you be too inclusive of people who despite what the church has done to them still want to discover yeah. more about God and more about Jesus through the church mm-hmm. um you know it's so I was saying like enormous grace and and strength um shown by people. I mean, thankfully the Archbishop of Canterbury had apparently had more sense than either he either had bigger fish to fry or he had more sense than to answer this kind of rabid call this a priest. You know, and 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 sort of oh you call yourself a priest. And I said, No, no, actually I I don't call myself a priest. You know, I am a priest. You are a I priest. went through the due discernment process. And 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 I've you know I know it's not the most important thing in the world, but I, like I've got the degree, I've got the you know the yeah. <laughs> the bishop yeah. just just because you don't think I'm a priest <laughs> doesn't mean I'm not a priest. It's not like Tinkerbell in Peter Pan, you know where you go. <laughs> I don't believe in fairies, and we all go up like a puff of smoke. <laughs> um, so it's been yeah
0: that's probably one of the the worst things about about social media isn't it the the attacks yeah Yeah. and it's so it's so good and and obviously I'm so positive about what you can put out there on social media and and the people that you can reach that wouldn't cross the the physical church door but yes you're right that is that is a real difficulty with it that you you do get hammered
1: yeah yeah no you're absolutely right Jenny could have and the funny thing is, do you know you think about God's actions in the in in the world and God working for good in the world? I only ended up on Twitter because Brent wanted to join. Brent was the. I mean, um, I'm being absolutely he was... honest here. You. you know, Brent was the first family, you know, Twitter media star. If you, if if you like, you know, and. Um, and I wanted him to have his own account, so I didn't want to put my opinions on his account. Okay, okay. So I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll join as well. Uh-huh. And then um, if anything comes up that I feel the need to comment on, I can comment on my account. And Brent can, I'll support Brent in his account, which was basically uh, satisfied the deep need in him to actually post pictures of all the stuff he did to get loads of admiration. And I said, "Well, I, I think you're winning here, son. You know, if you can get ten thousand followers just for going for a Chinese, what the, what they're going to do when they find out you've danced in London? <laughs> Who knows? You know. Um, and then, um, particularly being aware of the fact I am a, a, you know, that I'm that I'm that I'm a, a, a priest as well, uh, so I wanted to highlight like this little separate arena, and obviously, so so I just tweet these little things about." you know, random encounters, and somebody messaged me and said, I just wanted to thank you for your ministry on Twitter. And I
0: thought, oh, oh, I forgot. (laughs) It's lovely, isn't it? It makes all the difference. Well, I didn't.
1: The thing was, I didn't know I had a (laughs) ministry. I didn't know I had a ministry on Twitter. You know, I actually was, was operating. I mean, obviously, you know, you know, you're a priest, you're a priest, you're a priest, whether almost whatever you're doing, you know, you you, you sort of, um, you, you that's, that's your identity, isn't it? What well, you know, once it is, once, it once is. you're ordained, and, and it, um, and I thought, oh, oh my goodness, I have a ministry, and I thought, and then I thought, well, if I'm going to have a ministry, then maybe I can be a little bit more intentional about Mm it and so um i mean generally speaking what i do is in various ways and forms is i tell people that god loves them that god loves them and that the holy spirit moves around them and if um um, every now and again i'll say can i pray for you and I've, i've got a like um a notebook full because I write the names in the in 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 the notebook and um, and the people's desire for uh, to have someone pray for them is it has doesn't surprise me anymore because I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. Some people who go to church and some people who don't, and um, and that, so I always my direct messages are always open. Mainly good. I also get the fruit loopy stuff of, um, you know, I I go to hell in the hand basket and um, blah, 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 that that sort of thing. But but it's just like an enormous the 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 not just the privilege of it, but the need of it. Yes, you yes. know, because there's a lot of people, um, who don't go to church regularly.
0: Yes, you know it. the
1: Church of England yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's always realistic about the amount of influence it actually has and and I'm quite sad that, and this is a thing to do with social media that very you know I know um a lot of good priests and, and you know of different of different theologies doing an enormous amount of good work in the communities uh, in the you know the parts of the community that come to church and the parts of the community that don't but what a lot of people, all a lot of people know is that there's some uh, you know there's some um, conservatives on X telling everybody that gay people are going to hell and so are you if you support them in the sin uh, and the other one apart from that that is you you get the uh, the argument about vestments <laughs> um, and I just think oh you know um, it's a marvelous opportunity but you know just watching church you know church infighting in public on social media isn't so I'm, I'm quite now I'm much more purposeful about about it, you know, I actually I look and you can see stuff kicking off. And mm-hmm. I actually make a conscious decision not to engage. Yes. Yes. Because yes. I think I cannot add anything useful to this debate.
0: No. no.
1: Um and um and very often, unfortunately, there's there's a massive lack of generosity in that kind of debate. You know, I mean, I know people yes. on, on social media who um, don't, you know, I mean, I know uh, priests who don't support the ordination of women, but they're enormously, I mean, I struggle with that, obviously, I did, obviously I do. But they are quite gracious and, and, and quite nuanced and supportive. Mm. And if, you know... That seems to me that if you're going to disagree, it's better to disagree like that, because the other, you know, yes. there, there's a proportion of clergy uh, and lay people who just absolutely
0: ridicule. Yes, there's just no, there's no discussion, is there? No, no, it's just um, things are very um, black and white, and a lot of discussion, aren't they? Especially especially on social. It is, media.
1: yeah. You'd think people would know by now the binary. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Plea binaries very, very rarely lead to um, um, productive, you know,
0: productive I had, um I had a funny incident on, on social media because I was doing communion and, and just in my head, it, I was just thinking of the, of the innocents in, in Gaza. And I, somebody took a photo of me and then I put a post out and said today, I was I was thinking about the innocence in, in Gaza during the Eucharist, and I got some very, very hateful comments about that. Um, you know, why aren't you thinking about other countries? Why aren't you thinking about the other side of the argument? Why didn't you pray for that person? Why didn't you pray for so and so? It, and it was just, it was just a you know, a spontaneous prayer that I had. And that's what I was thinking of at the time and I, I was surprised. You know what that is? That's, that's the great world of whataboutery. Isn't
1: it? Mm. What Whataboutery. So at the altar today, I was very struck by the plight of the innocent children in Gaza which is what came into your head and it's a yeah. completely legit. It doesn't mean you don't care about every other child in the world. Exactly. That's it. And, and When people use that you know, that people use what about we to actually I think um either just out of plain mean spiritedness or to avoid actually engaging right. with, with, the with the
0: topic maybe yeah. Yeah. But
1: yeah. yeah. well, one of my um uh colleagues made the point that um he you know they he's struggling enormously with um as we all are in, in different ways with what's what's happening in mm-hmm. in the holy land. And he just said, but like, you know, Palestinian babies and Jewish babies bleed the same.
0: Yes. Yes. Do you Absolutely. know and,
1: and, and using um you know polarized views. Mm-hmm
0: Yes, yes, you wouldn't want this to yeah, happen to yeah, you know? anybody.
1: And it's never the, fa- and it, it, to be honest, it's never the fault of the children, is it? No. You know, the children in oh. Yemen, the children in Yemen, the children in no. South Sudan, the children in Iran, the children in yeah. Gaza, the children in, in Israel. It, it, it's never the, yeah. it's never yeah, the they, fault they of the children. You know? Patriarchy has a lot to answer for, particularly when it's patriarchy with guns. Or patriarchy with weapons. Put that
0: That's another podcast, isn't it? But I, I, I do agree. A lot of yes, a lot of the 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 problems in the world would would not be there if women, if yes. women were involved. Yes. Still, so we've got a very very long discussion there about about social media, the good points and the bad points of it. I'm going to just switch on to a couple of other areas, and the first one of those, Jackie, is your knitting. Oh. <laughs> Save the important stuff to last. Yes. Yeah. the knitting and tools go hand in hand. Um. I don't know if you follow the knitting nun on on X. Yes, I do.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In in indeed, I do. Now So I've been able to knit since I was eight. My mum taught me to knit. Um. I knitted my first jumper. I t- obviously, me or the two sisters never really took it up, but I knitted my, my first jumper when I was 10, so I've always knitted, but um, um, I remember in the, in the 70s, I think in the 70s being quite offended by, there was a designer called Kay Fassett, and he was doing all these weird and wack, wacky things with wool, and I thought, yeah, typical, yeah, a bloke <laughs> comes along to make to a make knitting fit. But the other thing was for me, and you know, for my family, like knitting was a practical skill. Mum knitted right. jumpers for us. I knitted jumpers for my kids and my nieces, mm-hmm. and um, and 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 for myself. And and it, so, sort of in the seventies, you could buy an Aran jumper in the Lake District. Um, for. Only 275 pounds, and I was like, I'm, I'm <laughs> obviously, you know, yeah. Um, but but it was a practical thing, that, yes, yeah, you know, people, it wasn't the, just
0: for, yeah,
1: yeah, it wasn't that. Or... Now, is when my mum became quite ill, I started, you mentioned it at the the, the blanket the big patchwork blanket. So I've been knitting that for over five years now.
0: Something yeah. like 200 squares in it. I'll just... Oh, I know. That is amazing. The multicoloured rainbow blanket. But it's not finished yet. No, no. It, it's a pick-up-and-put-down project. But I would say that that's
1: um, one of the first things, probably, that I, because my mum started it when she was poorly and then my mum died, and and I kept knitting, and I thought deeper about actually the gift that my mum gave us when she taught us how to knit, and the the relationship that we had as 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 parent and child, and it was quite complex, quite complex um, relationship. But it, it, um, I began to think of knitting as much more. Um, it's a practical skill, but it was a gift. Mm-hmm. And I think especially with this sort of giant uh, project of the, the squares and the, the rainbows and the, the fact, you know, it would, it would sort of witness my mum's decline and then her death. And I kept sort of knitting it afterwards and, um, and and people would be asking me for prayers and things. And it was it's almost like... Um, and I mean, no disrespect to you, it became sort of almost like a, like a woolly rosary. So I'd start and knit a square, and if I had the time to sit and knit a square, it would take about an hour and a half, two hours to knit a square. Because, well, because it seemed like a good idea at the time, but it's in sock yarn, isn't it? So it's, oh. it's four-ply. Why I ever thought knitting a a, <laughs> a, a a huge 4 but it is, so it takes it. And so, so within the square... I, you know, I might be um, thinking about what was I going to say in my sermon, uh, and it might impact if that, that, you know, somebody asked me a question. So, so it's kind of become it's it's quite a prevalent endeavor. And I think as well when you're knitting, so uh, if you're knitting something for someone, so my daughters, um, when they, when they had children, I knitted for them and then obviously when they were having children they had a lot of other their friends were having children and they'd say to me oh can you can you knit a hat for lindsay because she's just had a little girl or you know can you knit a hat or a cardigan for sophie because she's had a little boy or um and and that i, mean, I don't know it's, maybe it's it's a bit fanciful, but that thing of actually thinking um so I'm going to knit this tiny hat for this newborn baby. Mm. I had this terrible day, and I'm so angry about this. Arrest, but I can't sit and knit a baby hat. Like no, this. no. So what no. I need to do is—is is I need, is, you know, come back to the centre, and, and you know, give thanks to God for this new life and this family, and just like knit this little hat, um, is is full of prayers. It's, it's, so it's very. I mean, I know some priests don't like the term, but but. it's it's a very mindful thing yes
0: it's a very mindful thing and you're putting your yeah your prayers and your thoughts into this little gift as well aren't you which is absolutely it's really part of you
1: (laughs) absolutely and I'm more convinced that like small small acts of love and small acts of kindness become increasingly important um when there's so much awful stuff going on for so many people. I mean I'm not suggesting that um I don't know, you know, um answering random people's questions on the bus or knitting hats for for babies it um the um is, is is ever gonna save the world. But I think it's It's a a bit like setting your face against the darkness and thinking, actually, no, I'm not, you know, not denying the terrible things that are happening and working with what you've got wherever you are to do what you can, whether that's, you know, whether that's kind of praying intentions or whether you can donate money or whether you actually, if you're an activist or a fundraiser or um. You're bringing a little bit of light in into the world, aren't you? The bit I think sometimes that's all you can do, it, it, because it can be to to f- face the the overwhelming amount of need um, is 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 really daunting, and I think we need to remember that for most of us, anyway, we aren't in the position to put the world right but what we can do is where we are in what we do in what we see on social media in what we say when people speak to us on the bus
0: um it reminds me of a book it was called small acts of kindness by andrew greystone Ah. and he he was the person who held up the the plaque outside a mosque after the events in new zealand yes Small acts of kindness, that that was the name of the book. And it was exactly that. You don't know, a small act can just lead to more and more and more positive effects.
1: But it's what, yeah, no, I mean, I I think so. And I think so, for instance, I mean, it wasn't an intentional act of kindness, but but, uh, Brent and his niece today touched something in that family that have a new grandchild. And also have a, a son who has Down syndrome. And and a lot of the, the, the stuff that I post on X is, I mean, it's a mixture of um, family stuff, you know, um, because I'm deeply engaged in my family. And a mixture of church stuff and faith, general faith stuff and prayer stuff is it's it's surprising how many people will say, "I just needed to say that today or i just I just needed now in in you know in one way, you think, well, it, one way you think it's trivial, but the point is that you don't know the effect what you say or do. Might have on somebody else, and if that's the case, then I would rather um, try and make things better for people than than make it worse. Because all very well, um, you know, it, it, taking a high moral tone about stuff, but but if if well, well, but I mean, if some kid on Twitter reads that some member of some church thinks that they're going to hell. But what are we, you know, what are we yeah. teaching people? Like the like the like woman who wanted to know um if she'd still be married to her abusive husband in eternity. What are we teaching yeah. people? Yeah. yeah. Um so for me it it's developed it, it it's about it's about present. Is, you know, is, is is a priest, and if it's about presence, what kind of presence are you are you taking
0: to your encounters? Yes. Because if you're bringing if you're bringing people down with your views, that's that's not what it's all about. Is it?
1: uh-huh. And it's not. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's not about. Do um, you know there is there there is evil in the world, and and there is sin in the world. So and so it's it's not it's not about um you know it's not about having rose coloured glasses and it's not about excusing all things um it's about being a positive and loving yes. act uh you know um being a positive and loving presence um for people who need to know that that, that exists. You know, I mean, Jesus, um, in, in a lot of his teaching, didn't, you know, didn't pull punches. No, no. But what he did was, he made it clear that God was for everybody. You know, God was for everybody who, um, and that was in the light of a, you know that if you think of the hierarchy then that there were vast amount of people who actually uh, were told that God wasn't for them.
0: They were weren't they? That's right. That's right. Um and that is not, not the message of uh Jesus, not for me anyway. No, I don't I not 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 for
1: me either, you know. Um and I and I think as well um I know there's been a lot written, you know, and I'm, I'm not naive um, and I do have, a, you know, I've got a sound theological education, but at the end of the day, right, we don't know what will happen when we die. We don't know what, you know, there's been so much written about it. There's so many ways can interpret the bible verses the main bible verses that are used to 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 teach and um the the truth is we don't know but what i would say actually is there's nothing wrong in saying actually i don't, I don't yeah. know i mean i've said i've said this to so many people as, as as a priest nobody knows for certain but i can tell you what i think and I can tell you why I think it. And I and I somehow have this picture that um, that you know when I when when I die and I stand before God, that um, that um, I'm going to be surprised by the amount of stuff I got wrong. <laughs> 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 but what I believe, genuinely believe, um, and there's a really good prayer by Thomas Merton about this. Is that god values mm-hmm. the loving intent of our heart god values that we attempt to tell people who need to know that they are god's beloved oh, beloved people and i'm aware that you know the, the teaching is that you know we die and we are judged but we are judged by a loving and merciful God, a God who loved us so much that God sent God's only child, God sent Jesus, yes. um, to, to 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 cement the
0: you know the loving engagement of God with humanity. Yes, I, I, oh. that is such a lovely way. That is such a lovely way to explain it, Jackie. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they did they did say when I when I when I went um when I went to uh panel which for non-Anglicans amongst you that's that's where that's where uh, potential ordinance and people training you go and there's literally there's like a panel of people and stuff like that. I always remember it, it said in there the, Jackie has a marked gift for expressing complex theological ideas. In the vernacular. <laughs> and I thought about it and I thought, the mean I taught work in class. <laughs> you
0: explain, you explain <laughs> things very, very clearly, don't you? And you know, we see it in but but if you can't it. explain it, <laughs> yes,
1: you know, yes. if I can't explain to a child that God loves them, if I can't explain to someone with dementia that God loves them. If I can't explain to an adult with a learning disability that God loves them or someone who thinks they've committed the worst sin in the world, what, what, whatever it is, I'll say it quite a lot. I'll say it to people, honestly, yes, you know, we need to repent. We need to take responsibility for our actions. But God knows we're not perfect you know It's not a, it's not a when, yeah. when we when yeah. we stuff up, it's, it's not a surprise. Yes. God, you know, God's not waiting around the corner going, ah, saw you, you know, cut you out, yes, cut, cut you out, caught you out. You know, that's <laughs> not where did we end up with this thing that God loves us as long as we're good. You know, oh. you know, God God doesn't love us because we're good. God loves us because because God is good. So no, that that's the that's the God for me anyway. That's the God yes. that we see. Yes. That's the God that we see in Jesus, and it's the God yes. that we yes. sh- we should be teaching about. We used to have yeah. before the pandemic, we we there used to be a, um, a street preacher who'd stand at the top of one of the local shopping streets in the city centre, and go, "Well, I'm really sorry to tell you." That everybody walking past here is, you don't know it, but you're all probably going to hell. Because oh. the Lord Jesus says, and I'll walk past and think.
0: Did you have your collar on, Jackie? <laughs> um.
1: Well, I did once. I did, um, I did, I, I did once, but I, I had a specific reason for not. Um. He watched me walk past, but I thought... At this day, at this time, I can't engage. But what I thought was, I mean, I'm, um, I, I wonder about the the value of street preaching. I sometimes wonder if it's not that the people who do it need to do it rather than the people who need to listen. But I, I, um, and this was another question from 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 um, the local panel. And I told this um, guy about this chap who was standing, and he said, oh, did, did it disturb you? And I said, well, that just, it just really makes me sad. Because one thing, shouting at people that they're going to hell as they're walking past isn't going to do anything. And And what, you know, if you can get people's attention, what a waste of an opportunity. And he said, well, what would you do? And I said, well, probably... I said, I'd take a table and chair, I'd make a massive sign that says, God loves you. And and I'd sit um, with like a, a big box of chocolate as people walk past, just go, God loves you, have a chocolate. God loves you, yeah. have a chocolate. God. I said, and I doubt, you know, I doubt I'd get any, maybe major converts from it. But I think it's much more important that what people, it's the wrong, you know. If you start any kind of journey in fear, then it's mm-hmm. not likely to be a productive journey because the truth of what we're told in the Bible is that God loves us absolutely, entirely and yes. munificently. You know, it, yes. it's all... It's all, all in isn't it? God never mm-hmm. stops loving yes. us because, because that's what God does. yes and it seems to me um p- particularly in a very kind of fractured society now that it's what people if they need to know anything about god it's that they start off being loved by the one who made them not That's that it's not not that if they
0: stuff up they'll go to hell no no, you're right, and it it just closes down the conversation. I should say nobody will want to engage in a conversation like that, will they? Yeah, you've yeah, lost. Yeah. you've lost the opportunity. I think. Well, I think so,
1: but I also think that unfortunately, um, there are a lot of people exploring faith or who've left faith, um, and and it has become for them a, about being fearful. Or being not worthy, and and it's not about us being worthy. You know, I mean, it matters what we do, what we say, and how we live. It matters. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, it, it's not knowing that you're loved by God isn't a carte blanche to be, you know. No. To... Of course not. But yeah. but that that this if the starting point is that you are loved absolutely. It just seems to me that it's much more possible to have a creative and loving relationship with the world you live in and the people you live with rather than thinking um that you know you live in fear and scarcity so other yes. people are out to get you you know I mean it's yeah. classic government tactics isn't it that um you know let's let's let, let's be fearful of all the asylum seekers um let let's be fearful of um people um who want to include everybody let's be fearful and and that's not god's economy you know god's god's economy is yeah. is is of generosity and absolutely. plenty
0: absolutely you were dead right <laughs> that is a wonderful wonderful note to end on jackie and it's been wonderful talking to you. If I could just ask you, what's next? Do you have a lot on your plate? Is there anything particular you want to start up or, or look at? I'm very much in a,
1: for me personally, of reflection at the moment. And that actually what next is something I'm, I'm praying about um, most days. So the, the 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 answer is really um, I don't know what's next, but that um, I I kind of hope that um, whatever comes next that I can kind of travel bravely and hopefully and and with love and remember the thing that I'm always telling other people,
0: which is God loves you. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you will be called to do what's what's right for you, Jackie, in the in the next stage. I do um, hope so. I and I know so. we'll will all be hoping and, yeah. and praying at this time that, you know, yes. the light bulb goes off in your head for the next next steps.